Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal IT's top decision makers. I'm your host, Amy Kluber. It's an exciting time for electronic health records, especially for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Its notable EHR program went through a reorganization over the past year. It went through a strategic review by leadership, and that led to changes in VA structure of the program to include a new office and new milestones. Joining us from that new office, called the EHR Modernization Integration Office, is Acting Deputy CIO Laura Pertula. She will be instrumental in communicating with on-site staff about the system, but before this role, she's had a long-standing career at VA. She joins us remotely from a VA hospital in Walla Walla, Washington. The site of its next rollout, by the way, set for second quarter of this year to talk about her leadership vision for the role. So, Laura, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you. I'm looking forward to connecting and chatting about your new role. Oh, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. So it is quite a new role now for a few weeks. It's a bit exciting. How, how have these first few weeks been in your new post? It's been awesome. I I think uh, the people are great. Uh, there's a great mission here to, to achieve and um, lots to do, lots to learn and um, a lot to contribute. So I'm excited to be here. You've been at the agency for quite some time, like about 15 years, but you've worked on various tech initiatives for the healthcare space at VA. So are you hoping to apply some of those experiences now into this more focused EHR space? Oh, definitely. I think um, I have been with BA for over 18 years, but uh, my life pretty much started in the manufacturing space. So I'm a geek. I'm a nerd and I love it. Um, I'm a computer science engineer. So I worked a lot in the manufacturing industry and then went into the financial world and then I became a consultant of sorts. I really started developing systems of systems. So really huge transformational efforts in the manufacturing world. And then I left the manufacturing world. Like I said, I went to a financial world and then I landed in the health space. So I joined VA about 18 years ago, but uh, I started working almost 28, 29 years ago. And all of that experience really is brought in here uh, in, in my new role as my um, the deputy chief, chief information officer as of last December, 2021. So yes, as you mentioned, I was the um, executive director of the ONT Health Portfolio, where I was responsible for the product lifecycle and IT software development activities, delivering healthcare benefits and services. So I also worked very closely, uh, well, within the uh, Veterans Experience Office as the acting director for multi-channel technologies. I led system-wide transformations, such as um, COVID-19 chatbot, and uh, clinical trial registration. And uh, another product called VA Profile that ensured a 360 degree view of the customer profile. So I've done a lot of work within VA and outside of VA that really is bringing, bringing all of that into the electronic health record modernization and um, really helping a positive adoption of new technologies. That's very exciting to hear, especially considering everything that the EHR program has culminated to now with the new setup and everything that's ahead of you. So what are some of your strategic priorities in your new role to kind of get this EHR system working and, and getting it into the healthcare space? So as you mentioned, this is a new role. Uh, 
for uh, the, it, it did not exist before in the electronic health record group. So uh, this deputy chief information officer, I have assumed all technology delivery functions for the program. And I work in lockstep coordination with the electronic health record modernizations office of the functional champion. And so I ensure close bi-directional communication with technical staff uh, at local sites and across the department and cross departmental collaboration as well. So I work very, very closely now with the Office of Information Technology, the Veterans Health Administration and the Veterans Benefits Administration. So we're bringing in some of the folks from the Office of Information Technology and we're blending them and matrixing them as a one team. So we have a one voice in IT which is super powerful because we bring much of what OINT is for all of our current population of veterans for uh, across the nation. And we're now blending the EHRM components, this modernization effort with them. I like to say that we are engaging in a transformation with a purpose and modernization with a goal. Our EHR implementation is about transforming healthcare delivery and, um, and continue to deliver the best case care to our veterans. The current state of VA's medical record, it doesn't easily allow for that standardization of healthcare delivery and services across the VA. So we are modernizing our technology and infrastructure to support VHA in their healthcare transformation effort, being respectful of the medical center's culture and their amazing attention to veterans need always putting forth the patient experience and the customer experience and our employee experience as well. So VA is committed with the Department of Defense to lead the American healthcare forward. So realizing that the full promise of a modern integrated record to benefit the health and well-being of those that we serve, our veterans, which is an amazing mission and we value tremendously. So this program plays a major role in advancing VA's large-scale health IT transformation and modernization efforts. We're aligned with OANT's digital modernization and uh, the strategies as well in there, realizing that we have to include all these data interoperability and the continuity of care as well. So this single EHR gives providers access to more complete information regarding a patient's medical history and helps create a more seamless healthcare experience for service members transitioning from active duty to veteran status. It kind of represents a migration of high volumes of veteran health data from legacy platforms and systems into some of the cloud-based and uh, secure storage platforms that enhance diagnostics and service delivery for clinicians and veterans. So VA's adoption of EHRM mitigates the historical challenges of transitioning patient health record data between VA and DOD by establishing a common system where all patient data resides. So we've migrated more legacy data than any of Cerner's commercial customers and in both data, like in data domains and also total volume, we, uh, we've migrated over 223 billion records. So this is really uh, something very, very important and transformational. So our strategies and my mission and my priorities is to ensure that not only the data gets there in the right way 
with the right quality, but also that the infrastructure, the technology, the applications, the processes that support those technologies are aligned with where VHA wants to go in their modernization of healthcare delivery processes. Wow. I, more. So you mentioned VA migrated more data than Cerner's commercial partners. Is that right? That's amazing. That any, that any of them. Yes, correct. Wow. And I guess that puts it into perspective of how big VA really is and how, you know, how many service members and veterans this is touching. Absolutely. And uh, they are a passion. They are a mission and we're here to serve. And so any of these uh, activities that we that we conduct, we do it with um, in their honor and also with the, the utmost respect for their service. And so we try to get it with uh, the, the best quality, the best processes and uh, trying to make sure that their transition from military service into civilian status, that they know that we are here for them, not only in spirit and with our communications, but also deep down in our healthcare modernization efforts so that with DOD, we will have one and one single patient record for them. So that they don't have to be bringing in their medical records or that they don't have to be worrying that we don't have the right information for them. And with our interoperability activities as well, we're also trying to bring information from the states with our relationships with our health information exchanges. So we're really working super hard to ensure that the technologies can bring all the information needed so the veterans and our service members don't have to worry about that in the future. Amazing. I, I know you can't see me, but I have such a huge smile on my face because I, you know, an army brat myself, I know exactly what it means to have to carry around a paper record and, you know, changing doctors. It was a nightmare for my dad. <laughs> so this definitely has such a uh, great impacts for veterans like my dad, you know, it, it touches home. And I do like what you said about one VA because one VA, you know, obviously everyone's in it together. We kind of have to make it all happen and bring in such disparate systems or, or information to make it work together as one. And I, I think a large part of that is, you know, the diversity and customer experience initiatives that you are a part of and VA is a part of and, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion. That's such a large priority for the Biden administration. So how do you view the value of directives like that with the customer ex experience executive order, upcoming PMA? How do you value those for tech priorities at VA in the AHR program? Oh, I love it. And I embrace it fully. Um, you cannot deliver a good health care if you don't have the right folks in the room. And uh, we want to have every ounce of diversity. And, and when I talk diversity, I know a lot of folks talk about skin color, age, backgrounds, but I really engage a lot in diversity of thought, creativity, intuition, and even curiosity. Because from that perspective, a lot of new thoughts emerge. So I'm, I'm using all I've learned, whether it was building systems, changing during transformation, setting up organizations, managing individuals, any of those things here in EHRM. And so we need not only to to do the deployment of a system, but truly the cultural transformation we have to go through, not only on the IT space, but overall at VA. But I wanna be super clear that 
one VA doesn't mean that everybody, that the medical centers are not going to have their own culture. We are doing it respecting the culture of the medical centers. I mean, there's folks that know their veterans there for years that, that who know not only the veteran, but the families and they have a relationship and they cultivate that relationship. We're not changing that. We're just trying to make easier the way that we can provide the data from a healthcare record perspective to where it's needed, when it's needed at the time, date, and the way that it's needed. So the clinicians can make informed decisions. I'm not saying that they don't make them today, but with other information or bringing it there faster perhaps, or bringing it there in a different way or analyzing it differently as well. But we definitely want to ensure that the medical centers know that we are respecting their culture as well, understanding who they are as a, a medical center and who the veterans are. You know, a, a medical center in a rural community might be very different than a medical center in a in a, um, in a metropolis, right? So all of those things we are taking into consideration with it. The underlying infrastructure, the underlying technology, that's what we're trying to standardize so that people don't have to be running around looking for a medical record or a piece of paper or some of those things. That's fascinating perspective, definitely. And, and it, it kind of goes to the point of modernization is more than just the actual systems itself. You know, sometimes that element of culture and diversity and and inclusion in leadership is missing when we're talking about technology. The diversity is at the core of each one of us, whether we admit it or not, right? And um, I think that I, I did have a little bit to do with the customer experience executive order because I was um, at the Veterans Experience Office there too with the amazing Barbara Morton and uh, team. And so this executive order actually directs federal agencies, as you know, to put people at the center of everything the government does. And I'm a super passionate person. I drive and, and my whole thing is about passion, honesty, transparency, and, 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 and service. So I'm a, what they would call a transformational servant leader. So every interaction between the government and the public is an opportunity to deliver the value, the service, and, and that efficiency that we um, that, that they are expecting from public servants like me, right? And, and they, we deserve, the, the public deserves people to, that, that take into consideration diversity, that take into consideration the experience, but also we need to honor all of that, that sacrifice that we have from our service members, our veterans, but also the public, because they are putting the trust in us to be able to deliver this transformation uh, they're, they're, you know, taxpayers are providing us funding because they're believing in this mission. They're believing in, in what we're doing. And that takes not only courage, but it does take at its core a lot of that diversity, equity, inclusion, and access concepts, right? And we have to do it ethically. We have to do it uh, morally and with the values for, uh, that, that drive this organization and supporting the mission. So, you know, we are here to um, to support that executive order because I, I and our teams truly believe that in the customer experience and not only customer as the veteran, but also the employee who 
Uh, they have done tremendous work for you know, during COVID and even before COVID. Our our folks are hyper dedicated to veterans and their families, their caregivers, and their beneficiaries. So we are here to serve. VA is definitely well, I guess, primed with you and everything that you've accomplished for you to helm this new position and role. It's pretty exciting. So looking into the new year now with, you know, we're kind of hoping the pandemic is coming to an end, but as you're looking ahead to these next several months, what are some of the, your top goals for the year? Well, as you probably know that there was a strategic pause from which we had uh, comprehensive lessons learned. So since the start of the calendar year, and as you probably, as you mentioned earlier, been here for two months, but since the start of the calendar year, uh, VA continues to refine its EHR governance and management structures to mitigate the challenges documented in the comprehensive lessons, lessons learned report submitted to Congress. And uh, we are following the strategic review and making progress on the revised DHR rollout schedule. And we will continue to direct uh, Cerner to remediate issues and concerns raised by the leadership and staff at uh, Mangrand staff. Uh, we're incorporating some of those lessons learned as we prepare to move forward with future deployments. One of the reasons why we had to reschedule this interview is because Today uh, and this week, I've been at Walla Walla. So traditionally, this would have been a um, a mock go live where only the functional community would be uh, from the EHRM program office would be here. And the change that we're bringing about in which we are one integrated team, we have folks from VHA, from Cerner, from uh, EHRM, from OANT, from all of the groups within VA that are, that are being impacted are represented here, united in, a, in, a, in an effort to understand how can we better prepare, how can we learn from all of these things. And that's part of what we've been working on uh, regarding the comprehensive lessons learned, the eight or nine topics that were there. We're, tr we're deliberate in making the changes to not only the leadership, but also the way that our teams work, the groups, the, the integration and the delivery of a cohesive plan for every medical center that is aligned to who they are and what they need to make this go life successful in Walla Walla. So VA also has contracted with the uh, Institute for Defense Analysis to conduct an independent life cycle cost estimate for the project which is expected to be completed in the fall of 2022. So we also completed a historical review of physical and IT infrastructure costs as support of that EHRM deployment. So some of my top goals is, is to bring greater clarity of the EHRM program lifecycle costs, but also greater communication across the enterprise so that folks are aware of what we're doing, where we're doing it, and it's not that we're doing it to VHA, we're actually working with VHA in this massive transformation of the healthcare delivery practices. So the change of the messaging there as well is important because as you mentioned earlier, in terms of change management and um, it involves not just we're changing the technology, we're ripping it off and bringing you something new or we're changing a new 
a new process, it's all about people. People are at its core. And people are the ones that are going to be able to make this or break this. A system could be today X, tomorrow Y, but really it's the people who drive this organization. It's the people who make a difference. And it's the people who will we need to listen to and make sure that we are prepared with them, not doing it to them. So those are the changes. And some of my goals is to make sure that we listen, we continue to care for our veteran population. We mitigate all those issues from not only from the comprehensive lessons learned, but anything else that might pop up. These two facilities that we're going for next, Walla Walla and Columbus, we, um, we see them as pilots as well because we continue to learn in these two efforts. And we already have learned much in uh, during the last two months that I've been here with the program. And I'm just going to say that another priority for 2022 is to ensure that we're fully prepared to move to the next sites. The, this will include detailed plans for each site with agreement on the readiness criteria, the criteria that includes IT network readiness, the right infrastructure is in place, and that the site and the users are prepared. So those are the main things that I'll be focusing on in, in this year. That's amazing. And, and it's certainly not an easy, I guess, task, but I, I think you're, you're well primed to take that on. And it's really exciting to see what's going on. And thank you so much for joining for, you know, in, in the middle of your taking you away from Walla Walla. Uh, I didn't realize that um, you were there. So thank you so much for hopping on this and getting to chat with me and learn more about your new role. Oh, thank you so much. I enjoyed this. GovCast, along with CyberCast and HealthCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com.